Welcome to the Aspiring High Performers Podcast, the show where we embrace both the challenges and the beauty of our high performance journeys and aspirations. I am your host, Sanna Koyanen, a former professional athlete from Finland who is now guiding others to excel through mental performance coaching and breathwork in Denver, Colorado. And together, we are on a mission to achieve greatness without compromising our well-being or happiness anymore. So join me as we connect with experts, thought leaders, and inspiring individuals from the worlds of sports and high performance. We will uncover the stories, tools, and insights needed to craft and improve our own high-performance lifestyles. So get ready, because this journey promises to be both enlightening and enjoyable. Hello, hello, and moi in Finnish. So this episode is like truly a special one, and it still makes me a little sad when I was listening to it. And so it has now been over a year from this incident, but I did want to turn this Instagram live into a podcast episode because I do think that there still isn't necessarily a lot of resources around this topic, that what should we do if we lose a teammate? or a player, as a coach, or someone close in our community, especially in sports. So uh, as the background information, this episode has been recorded three weeks after one of the players, Ellen Jackson, passed away in a horrible car accident on the way back from a tournament. And I was coaching, I was an assistant coach to that team last year. And I personally, I personally didn't know what to do. So I, I really wanted to help all the other players and and so on, but I also felt this heavy sadness in my heart at the same time. And we still had a couple tournaments left in that season. So we also needed to keep going. And that's just what happens so often. So it feels like the world stops when we lose someone or something like this happens. But soon we just also realized that the world didn't actually stop. The world doesn't give us the time to pause as much as we sometimes would maybe hope. So the practices will go on and the tournaments will happen and so on. So this episode delves into the complex and often misunderstood process of healing after a traumatic event. And my guest is a PhD student, Gabby Ortega, who is a somatic and subconscious reprogramming coach with a profound understanding of psychological and emotional healing. So she was such a perfect guest and she offers a compassionate perspective on how these kinds of incidents are affecting our minds and bodies, emphasizing also the importance of acknowledging and processing our emotions. She's providing practical advice for dealing with the initial shock, initial shock, uh, managing the ongoing grief, and then finding ways to honor the memory of the lost while we move forward. And Gabby's approach to healing is holistic, so she's integrating clinical psychology with insights into trauma, early childhood development, and also the mind-body connection. So this is really, really cool one for athletes, I think, especially to listen to. And Gabby also shares her personal journey of self-healing, shedding light on how understanding our bodies, minds, and consciousness can lead to profound transformation. So... When you listen to this, you will gain insights into recognizing and avoiding some of the common pitfalls in the healing process and discover how embracing joy or community and self-compassion can facilitate recovery. And then her radical acceptance and the power of breath work is also something that we're going to be hearing a little bit more about as those have been tools for her healing and self-regulation. And 
the good thing about that too is that then you can hear and learn these practical steps that you can take to navigate your path in healing. So please join us in this heartfelt and educational episode that not only addresses the immediate aftermath of tragedy, but also provides a roadmap for long-term emotional and psychological recovery. Or maybe you want to share this with someone who has lost a person in their immediate circle or a pet or deals with a loss in their life right now. Anyways, I hope you find this episode insightful, hopeful, and also practical. So enjoy. And why I wanted to have this episode is like, as some of you know, uh, some of you might have not seen it, but like three weeks ago when we were in a tournament uh, with the 17s and I coach in a club called The Diff and 17s as an assistant coach. And um, on the way back from the tournament, one of our players was in a horrific car accident and um, passed away on the way back. So on the way back to Denver from Utah. And it totally stopped like everything for a while. And I have also like, I know this is just our team, but I know like this event has been affecting a lot of the people. It has been affecting like us, like as coaches, like losing a player has been something that I've obviously never gone through and it's it's awful it is an awful feeling to know like that person is not going to walk into the doors anymore to come and practice with us for example and for those the team members who just lost a very good friend as a 17 year old is also such a hard thing to process and then I know like how many people there have been that have been like impacted by Ellen who was such a light hi um uh, um, yeah, such a light in here, in this world. And then also all the other people who tournament have been reaching out to us and like sending cards to our club and everything. So I feel like it has been such a big thing that has impacted so many people because it was such a sudden um, loss that nobody was expecting. And yes, yeah. awesome. I'm so happy that you're here. Okay. Hi. Yes. I'm so sorry. I was just with a client and we were going through like all of this. I love to like educate and talk about all things like trauma and mental health. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go. I have a life. <laughs> no worries at all. I got to just like explain a little bit what happened. So then, yeah, you already know I texted you and I am so, so absolutely grateful that you found the time to do this with us because I just feel like there's not enough of information that how do we process this and like in sports especially when it's a little bit more of like don't show emotions just keep grinding keep going through these things and that's how you just prove that you're a great athlete like you don't show your weaknesses and so on so I just truly appreciate the work that you already have done but also now finding the time to like actually have this talk with me and so that we can then share it to all the other people who have also been impacted by this event or something similar in their own club environment or team environment. So first of all, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, it's, it's truly like my honor, my pleasure. I just, whatever I can do to support, you know, in this time, especially since, you know, the world is also very chaotic like it's right now. And I think we're all, there's lots of, death and lots of you know trauma really happening for all of us so on top of that 
you know, to experience such a loss like then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I was on different teams growing up. I was never good at sports, but I was um, welcomed on the team but in positions that like not a lot of pressure was on. <laughs> I really love, but it, it's such a, you know, it's such a family that it, it's just a different kind of loss. So I just, my heart goes out to you all and yeah, it's a really tough thing to go through. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So I think I want to start with just you introducing yourself. Like, how would you describe yourself for people who might have not followed you as to some extent extent that I have? <laughs> yeah. Um, so right now, I like to call myself a somatic and subconscious reprogramming coach. Um, I have a background in clinical psychology with a master's degree and a double specialization in trauma and early childhood development and my own history with complex trauma and PTSD. Um, so I've kind of been on a very beautiful and painful self-healing journey for a little bit, a whole decade now, which is crazy. Um and uh, really turns it into kind of my purpose and helping other people really understand how their body, their mind, and their brain, the organ itself, gets impacted by um, really uh, painful events in both childhood and throughout lifetime. So, you know, my whole goal is to really teach you how to understand how your body and your levels of consciousness work, your nervous system, and how to heal yourself. Yes. Awesome. I cannot wait to like dive into that. But first, like, how did you end up doing what you were doing right now for work? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, such a like interesting, weird path that I never saw coming. My whole former life up until I graduated college was in the performing arts. So I always thought I was going to be like on stage somewhere doing musical theater or something like that. Turns out I really hated it as an industry and like I loved it as a kid, but like very different as a career. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, like after college, I really slowed down for the first time in my life. I had always been really active in after school activities and doing all these different things. So like busy, 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 busy. Um, but never really like able to slow down and actually go, what makes me happy? Like, what do I really want? Who am I? And mm-hmm. and I've struggled with my anxiety and depression and mental health like my whole life. Um, suicidality when I was 12 years old. I mean, like done. different ex- experiences I was having. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, got to a point where in my mid 20s, I felt so lost. Um, like I was just really hopeless. And I kind of came to a point where I kind of, thought it well should I like check out from this earth or like you know I can't figure life out I can't find happiness I can't find purpose or meaning and I feel like a wasted person yeah or can I figure this out because I'm looking around and I see all these other people making all these leaps and bounds in their life and mm-hmm. peers like having kids and having great relationships and I'm sure everything comes of course with its shadows too but nothing's perfect but just feeling really stuck and frustrated and depressed and anxious and just chronically getting in my own way and self-sabotaging my mm-hmm. to traditional therapy my whole life like on and off with different practitioners nobody seemed to really be able to help me they helped me gain self-awareness which was yeah and put the pieces together, but I was still behaving in ways that were keeping me stuck and keeping me unhappy and keeping me really, um, you know, like closed off from my fullest potential, even though I knew there was something bigger for me. So I ended up just being like so frustrated. I was like, I'm just gonna go back to school and learn all about psychology. So Mm -hmm. I ended up getting my master's kind of primarily because I was at such a breaking point that I was like, it's that or I'm checking out. Yeah. 
oh, I didn't want to do that. So I went back to school and that was when I started learning about emotions and trauma and personality development and brain development and how all of these things like work together. And it was just such an aha moment for me. Uh, I just was like, this is it. Something clicked. And I was like, I have to share this for the rest of my life. Like the work that I need to do. And I saw it like shift my life in such a major way so quickly that like, I just couldn't help it. So ever Mm -hmm. then I've just been out there doing all kinds of trainings and certifications. It's really important for me to do a holistic interdisciplinary approach. So I study study energetics. I study um, Eastern medicine. I study like all kinds of meditation, mindfulness, different things, nervous system stuff, trauma stuff, um, because it's all, it all works together. Uh, yeah, so- we did exactly why I follow you. Like <laughs> I don't know who like integrate all of that. I'm excited because I'm actually looking to uh, finish my PhD um, starting in the fall at Saybrook, and they do a whole integrative holistic spiritual PhD in psychology, which is everything oh that awesome. I love. So, um, just furthering it and hoping to contribute. Because I think this is the stuff that really helps us truly, um, we're always going to be healing, but it helps us really get a footing on this planet and like helps us learn how to manage, um, you know, what it is to be a human being, which is you're in a meat sack and you've got a consciousness, you've got a brain and um, all of these different things have to work in harmony for us to be okay. Yeah. Oh my God. This is so interesting. So it's it's so fascinating for me to see how you combine it. And it has been so like beneficial for me as well. So love to hear like the story actually from the beginning to like, how did you end up going there? And now where you are at looks like you're in a very good, very, very good position for sure. Yeah, no, I absolutely, I love it. Uh, I think it's like the most powerful work in the world. And I get to mm-hmm. meet human beings who are open to doing different kinds of um, things to really help themselves break free and I've watched them completely change their lives in the same kind of ways that I have and um, Mm -hmm. and would never have thought possible but are so aligned for themselves and it's beautiful really really beautiful and it's healing for me so I feel almost like oh yeah like and I is this like like can I I get I get so much from it so it's really truly Mm -hmm. my way (laughs) yeah no it sounds exactly like what I how I also feel when I'm doing like my mental performance coaching with athletes and then like seeing them break through something it's like I can even describe it how happy I can be for another person without being like selfish you know it's yeah no I am just so fired up that you were able to do this and it's it's awesome so I feel like there's a little connection point there that I love definitely yeah but let's hope that um yeah, some of the people will also feel joy again at some point because I know some of the people in my team are suffering right now and like around in the club in the club too where I'm coaching. So I would love for you to walk us through a little bit of like what happens in our minds and bodies and all of that when we, you know, first heard that horrible news. So for example, we were in the airport at the airport and then we just heard that, okay, there's a car on the side of the road and the players think that it might have been Ellen's. So then there's kind of like this like fear of like, okay, what if that is Ellen's um, family truck and what has happened with her or to her? And then we go through like this whole like unclear moments of like panic and just like, okay, calm down. You don't know anything. Don't let your mind race to another um, scenario that isn't really true yet. But then maybe like hour and a half later, then we get a phone call that no, it was Ellen's 
car and she had passed away in that car accident. So from that moment on, could you describe me and to us like what is going on in our brain? Because I know I went to like rejection and like denial, like no, can't be true. There must be a mistake somewhere. I just saw her like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, so I can talk about it on two different levels. There's like, you know, the, I, there's like the traditional kind of five stages of grief, right? So mm -hmm. here, what happens and there's like this initial period of denial or what, what, you know, I look at it from a trauma lens of like shock, like shock to your talk to your brain. It's something that you can't wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. um, so our, our brain to kind of make sense of things goes into kind of like a defense mechanism of denial, which is like, mm -hmm. Possible because to sit with that reality in the immediacy uh, is so uncomfortable in the body um, and the brain that, and the mind that it's just like we need to just shut down. Denial is kind of that shut down until you know you move into that place of like oh actually this is now landing and that this is now becoming integrated um, and you know when you are experiencing any kind of emotional pain uh your body can't tell the difference between and your nervous system specifically can't tell the difference between physical and emotional pain and so when you are going through something that's so emotionally painful um your body is is feeling like it's getting cut up with knives like yeah. it's essentially treating it like you're getting stabbed to death like it's like that it's like a survival threat and so it responds your nervous system in a way basically gets super dysregulated you get like activated into fight or flight which is that panic um mm -hmm. that, like it's the flight sensation of anxiety worry uh panic um and that's still when you feel uh like not you're not to the point where you've been pushed past the point of stress into overwhelm. So you still feel like you're capable, like you can do things, like you're like, okay, well, let's take action. Let's find out this and let's find out that. And, you know, but your mind can break because your body is racing and your nervous system is there to, as a stress alarm to kind of say something is wrong. Something is very, very wrong, but our brain a minute to catch up. It goes, okay, uh, I don't know what's wrong because it's not wrong because I just saw this person and it can't possibly be happening. Yeah. <laughs> And the body's like, no, 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 I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that's true. We got to stay with this. Like, we got to stay with it. And it'll stay with it. And so your mind wraps its head around. Right? Okay. And then it becomes like embodied because you do feel it land in your body. You mm -hmm. go from here to like, boom, oh, this is real. Mm -hmm. And, and, and anger is kind of the second stage of grief, but that's a way of like dealing with it. Um, but it's part of sympathetic activation so if your nervous system is in a stress response you're in fight or flight fight is anger right but that's a sense of empowered that's a place of empowerment where denial really feels like a place of disempowerment so that shift happens over time yeah but it's like when we hear something so shocking so horrible it's we go into a defensive mode to try and make like kind of ground for a second before we can wrap our head around things um and then it, it all happens in different times for different folks but essentially we're dealing with like a trauma to our nervous system and to our mind and i can't mm -hmm. tell exactly what's going on and, and everybody's fine mm -hmm. you know what your team because i don't know everybody's relationships and things like that um they don't know them personally but i will say like 
what happens in kind of an overall sense. We go into survival mode. Um, our body has experiences trauma because it's vicarious trauma. It's like you, you didn't you didn't die, but it's someone who was close to you who um, you cared about, who's a part of the community that you know. Mm -hmm. Caveman days would be like the people who lived in your cave. You know, it's like your family, and no. Feel like it's just as effective for you and so you know it's it becomes about really learning how to let it out and not actually swallow the feelings or the pain or compartmentalize it or move on or feel like you have to get on with it it's actually now it's like okay i actually have to feel these feelings and i actually have to release the stress energy from my nervous system and my body otherwise it becomes trauma and trauma isn't what happens to us in the moment. It's our, it's our body's inability to process and integrate that stress response out of our nervous system. And then our mind basically come into play with automatic thoughts to try and explain or rationalize or whatever we need to do to get through that pain. Um, and then we act out, you know, usually in ways that are either good or not good, depending on what's going on. Um, but that's kind of all kind of these kinds of situations really affect us in the immediate scene. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And then I was wondering, like, like, is there something that you would recommend that people would do in those first, let's say, days when it's still kind of like that shock um, that is on? Because I, for example, tried to go play volleyball, then a couple of days later, or the next next day, actually, that just thinking like it's gonna be great to get my mind off of this for a second and go play. Couldn't get anything out of my body. Yeah. I was so slow and sluggish and usually I'm pretty quick. That yeah. time it was like, it was gone. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that like, you know, when we, when we have a lot of emotional energy being taken up by a painful experience, it actually creates a lot of physical, um, uh, tiredness, exhaustion, physical exhaustion. So your body's going to feel like you ran a marathon, even if you have been laying on your couch all day. Yeah. As your brain is super active, your nervous system is like, oh, oh my God, this is so like, this is like still alive for me. I'm not okay yet. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're trying to move on and we do things that we normally do, but our body's still stuck in this state of dysregulation. So in those first few days, and there are two things. Number one, rest. Rest and take care of your basic functions as much as you can. Try to eat, um, try to surround yourself with community and with mm -hmm. people you don't isolate um you know and let yourself feel and let the feelings come up if they're rage if it's anger if it's joy if you have moments of laughter and you feel guilty about just let it all come out um, without any judgment with a lot of radical acceptance that mm -hmm. is the first step and just being gentle like so gentle treat yourself like you are someone who just like got out of a war zone it's like that it's that sensitive your body and your mind so really take good care of yourself and be gentle and just like focus on surrounding yourself with support um and that's kind of i think in the immediacy what i i would recommend is like fast and focus also on what feels good for your body to release the stress um if you know you you love volleyball and like you're like your body goes i want to go i want to get out there on the court i really want to move my body go and if it turns out you're not as good as you whatever your your body's still releasing your body's still okay you're shaking that nervous system out, which is helping you release it and release the stress. You don't necessarily have to cry to release mm -hmm. 
the stress. You can do that moving your body with exercise, but it, but don't compare yourself to how you would be on a good day. You know, yeah, it, good point. A practice of loving yourself, you know, and just showing up. So follow your body. If your body's like, I want to go outside and walk. I want to walk my dog. I want to, like, I don't know, dance or something. Like, body guide you into how you're going to kind of release somatically first this traumatic energy and then we can do the cognitive work um, about really journaling and processing and talking it through and like all of that because this comes secondary to regulating your nervous system yeah yeah for sure awesome because then i also feel like a couple weeks later um yeah like the and what what the girls also said was like many of them said like walks were helpful for for them just like going for a little bit longer walks than they normally probably would do um so that was awesome and something that was also good for me it was breath work it it has been such a huge yeah just like i don't even know how to describe like breath works impact in my life but like in this case as well just being able to breathe something out and like not just like i feel like otherwise like i would be holding it in my body and not even sports is necessarily the way for me to like process it the same way as if like I feel like when I'm letting myself breathe in a way that is also like synced with the nervous system or like it's helping my nervous system to do things that it not normally wouldn't do because it's so alerted or at, at least that's how I feel about it so I don't know breath work is has been just a huge for me oh yeah it's it's so life-changing and I used to be like I used to be one of those people that poo-pooed on breath work <laughs> oh absolutely me too right like, I was like, like I don't want to try like breath work what is this woo-woo stuff yeah and then started doing it and I was like oh 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 this is like huge and now I'm addicted and now everywhere I go I like put my little soapbox down and I'm like everybody listen to the powers of <laughs> I'm like and they're doing research on it now so there's a lot more science behind it really but it, it's it's essentially regulating it's the easiest way through your breath to send signals to your body that you're safe and you can to send signals to your body that you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. Um, and the breath is one of the easiest ways. Why not? You can train your body to send certain signals out and be able to like heal, regulate, calm down and, um, and help yourself feel a little bit better. Hey, let's take a 60-second th- break from this episode because if you want to do better in your sport but find it challenging to block out the distractions, maybe handle the pressure, or stay focused on what truly matters, <clears throat> the present moment, not other people's opinions, or the previous rally, or what you're going to eat later tonight. If any of that sounded like you, I've got something for you. I want to give you an exclusive training session that I did this fall, and you'll be learning how to silence the external noise and laser focus on what's important, you and your performance. So I will be diving into the techniques that will allow you to improve your mental focus and resiliency so you can be more consistent. Because isn't that the dream? If I could just perform at a better level more consistently? Well, improving your focus is such a big part of that. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Go grab the free training through the link in the show notes, or you can also go to the website bit.ly forward slash athlete focus. So it's bit.ly forward slash athlete focus. See you there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. What would you then say for behaviors that we should keep an eye out? 
keep an eye out for like let's say now it has been like three three weeks almost so is there something that we should be kind of like careful for or like seeing like okay if i keep doing this stuff that's not necessarily a healthy sign of my healing process anything like that yeah definitely so if you're trying to regulate yourself by doing things that are harmful um that are harming you then definitely take a look at that so sometimes this could look like um you know disordered eating like binge eating or, or starting to purge or not eat at all it could be um you know um, sexual encounters that are unsafe, looking for connection or love or, or just to get release somehow, but then you're not acting in a safe way that's safe for your health. Um, it could be just looking at the things that you used to really love to do and feeling like no connection to them, like feeling really dulled out or um, disassociated. You know, you can't really connect with things like you used to. Um, if you really are sleeping or feeling so exhausted a lot or paralyzed, mm -hmm. um, that's just things to look out for because it just means that your stress levels are being reduced and that you're not letting it out. And that if you swallow stuff, if you really don't cry and scream and get like pretty primal with it, like your body breath work is great, but it's also very controlled. And sometimes with grief, mm -hmm. it can't be, you don't want to control that. You want to actually just like go into a forest or go into a, like your car or a pillow and just grieve until you have no voice left because you're so angry and so at your limit that's actually more healing than sitting trying to meditate so it's mm -hmm. really like you know um just look out for any like collapsing and feeling like you can't show up for your life or feeling like you're doing behaviors that are um self-harming um a, a substance use if you notice that your substance use goes way up and like it's not healthy you're partying a lot or you're isolating um you know these are all just signs that you know it's not it's not getting better okay awesome because i did wanted to like touch on that one too so that we know like if like exactly just like this is something that i might be not healing or well, these are the signs that i might not be healing as well as i could be so i just wanted to like touch on that one as well and then there was it's just interesting that this has happened to be today because then also today we had practice i'm wearing my practice gear um <laughs> coaching and then after the practice we went to their home so like the whole team just went to ellen's home and did just to hang out a little bit with, with their parents and like showing our support and it was um, kind of like a time stopped in a way because majority of us have moved on in some ways or at least they like we all feel a little bit better about what has happened and i want to bring this up because for me there was definitely a feeling of guilt of some sort of seeing them still being in that like her parents being still so heavily impacted by this station as that's all obviously so much harder for them. They have been impacted by Ellen. All Ellen has been had been in their life for 17 years. I coached her for one season. I feel heartbroken. So I cannot even imagine it for them. But then how would you, is there any words I would say about this feeling of guilt of like, I feel like I kind of moved on and I feel better. But now when I went back there and saw their grief and sorrow again, I felt like, uh oh, like, am I, should I be feeling that way? Uh, yeah, mm. you know, it's really tough because our, I feel like a part of us is like, we should be suffering. We should get suffered through. We got to suffer to honor people and suffer um, to like, do be grieving correctly. Like there's a yeah. right even 
it's so nuanced it's not black and white right so there could be this i did not know this person as long and may not have as deep of a connection and um i i miss them um but I'm kind of like still living life as we need to because life does go on and I'm feeling better and their parents might not be feeling better and that's okay for us to be in different stages of our healing. You know, if you if you are the parents of a child, I don't know that you ever really heal from that. You know, I, I learning how to live your life and, and not give up, um, you know, and try to find some joy, but that's a different journey than teammates or coaches or whoever it is based on your relationship. So just for me, it's always about radical acceptance and radical compassion with Dr. Tara Brock, who I'm obsessed with, talks about I mean, that's whole thing. Um, but it's like, how can I just radically accept this is where I am? And um, do you think this person would j just want you to suffer all the time? Like, mm -hmm. problem. Uh, the really great way, I think, to kind of uh, assuage that guilt and like help with that is to remember that you can keep this person's memory alive. You guys get together and talk about this person and have their picture somewhere where you can see it and, you know, make the person still a part of your community so that you can all feel connected but also that like celebrate their life, some, do something in their honor, create a sky. I had a, there was a, uh, a friend of mine in high school who passed away and uh, a bunch of his friends got together and they um, made a scholarship that to this day, they meet every single year. We're in our thirties. Um, I'm not a part of it, but they, they meet and they do this beautiful thing and they give out this award, this scholarship to one senior at our high school um, every year. And it's so, it's so beautiful. And it's also like a way to continue healing and not forgetting because we never forget. Yeah. And I think that's where the guilt comes from. It's like, oh my God, no, you're allowed to feel better and honor this person intentionally and just create something for them and um, celebrate them. And that's, and that's how you kind of, I think, like move away from that kind of feeling of guilt. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And then I have another question about this kind of similar situation but like so we're gonna go now to play our national tournament nationals in like on thursday we're gonna leave so then two parts for that to that question one is like just in case somebody's feeling like the fear of doing things okay like traveling now or like because it was impacted so like largely and i don't know what they're going through but this is a question that i want to ask in just in case somebody's having these same feelings of like I'm a little bit afraid to jump into the car and drive to the tournament place or like back from the tournament or whatever it is, because this might actually happen. So is there anything that we could do with like control that fear? And yeah. Then, yeah. So let's go with that one first. And well, remember like fear is, uh, you know, fight or flight. Fear is an expression of, I don't feel safe, right? So it's kind of like, how do we start cre recreating safety in the body around this experience? Mm -hmm. um, so maybe it means like getting in the car and just spending some time in the car if you can just driving locally around and starting to desensitize yourself or having someone drive you if being a passenger feels really unsafe mm -hmm. um, practicing being in the car for small amounts of time and seeing how that feels um is there anything you can bring with you that will help you feel more grounded so for me i like to bring like a crystal and put it in my pocket you know if i'm mm -hmm. 
I can always hold it and play with it and kind of let bring my attention to that and be present with that. Um, you can have an anxiety blanket, you can have a stuffed animal, bring your favorite snacks, bring your favorite comforts so that way you can feel really safe. And then the other part of it is really working with your subconscious mind, um, not, not just creating a safe environment for your body, but also creating a safe kind of thought process in your head. When did that happen? If you don't deny that you don't feel safe because pushing it away actually makes it louder, what you actually want to say is like, I don't feel safe because of what happened and I did not feel safe and I am probably safer than I would be in other situations and there's also no guarantee of safety anywhere in the world so like it's okay we're gonna like step into this and it's gonna be okay and taking pause when you need to and honestly then probably the worst advice I'm gonna hate me but it's like not going to the tournament if you're like so overwhelmed oh yeah back and feeling like you really are not ready do not push yourself because it's gonna be worse you know than giving yourself a little bit more time. But meditation is really helpful for this. It helps to not just work with our nervous system, but like guided meditations, um, specifically around safety and like feeling safe and grounded and like you're going to be okay, are going to help program your subconscious mind to believe that so it'll be easier and easier to get into the car. Um, there's an app. It's called Insight Timer. I have a couple of meditations on there myself, so you can find me and follow me. Um, but also there's like thousands of practices thousands of guided meditations all for free i listen to it every single day it's so helpful it takes guesswork out of it all yeah but it's every morning and just let yourself do a guided meditation around feeling safe and that's really going to help you so helpful yeah because it really is just about retraining your mind to feel safe retraining your nervous system to feel safe and then you can really do anything you know but when, when it gets that dysregulated because of a trauma it's like work with your own timeline don't force yourself but like work with yourself you know like and then kind of grow back into it and flex those muscles and it'll get easier yeah awesome so helpful i'm sure many people got a lot out of that but then the other scenario of that one is like when we are in the tournament and we are playing and they need to show up basically under pressure and, you know, meet the demands with the, of the moment at that point of time. And what if they start thinking about Ellen and like go back to this event or maybe they would think, think about it like, okay, she would be sitting there. She would be playing here. Anything to help them, you know, navigate through the moment in that moment when we're actually competing and there's not a lot of time for them to just like you know remove themselves the same way from the situation as the as they could like for example outside of the games yeah you know i don't know that there's like really any way to like separate but it's kind of this again like a meditative place of like being aware of the thought but not letting the thought take you mm -hmm. and that's a practice <laughs> and that's the practice that happens yeah consistent meditative and mindfulness practices and i think just bringing it back to the present moment of like if you're in this moment all of a sudden your mind starts to drift focus on your your five senses what can you feel in your hands what can you smell what can you taste what can you touch what are five things that you can name for yourself that are right in front of you to bring you back into that moment um and that's what's also going to help with flashbacks and things like that so really like you know if you're like in that moment you're like oh my gosh you know uh I'm, I'm just thinking about Ellen and, 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 and what could have been. And, and all of a sudden I want you to be like tree, bird, lamb, like, mm -hmm. like, you know, like Sarah over there, you know, something like that. And like, and then just take a deep breath. And, and come back. 
Yeah. Awesome. I will definitely share that with them. And then I also want to ask kind of like in a general level that what is healing? I think we talk about it quite a bit, but how would you like package it? Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly, like, I get, I, I can only really speak to like what I, my interpretation based on my journey is, I think it's probably different for everybody. But for me, I guess like my definition of healing is understanding like, it. it and this is so funny because I'm going to be, I'm putting together a podcast um, and this is the title of it, but it's like becoming human. I don't know like how else to say it. It's just learning how to work with your body, the, the vessel for your consciousness and your soul, um, working with your brain and your and your levels of consciousness and, and understanding how that works and then understanding who you are outside of all of these different things so that you can operate um, in a way that transcends your body and your mind. Um, and, and in that sense, uh, even systems, you know, that we're put into. So, yeah, I think healing is just accepting that you're a human being and that you have experiences and things that you go through that cause your body and brain to react in certain ways and that you make sense. Um, and just to kind of learn how to love and accept that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. At least in my brain <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and then. I also want to ask this, do, do you like, what are the most common mistakes that you see that people are actually making when it comes to healing? So for example, now when you like, there's this sudden loss, is there something that you see like, okay, this is usually where people go south? Yeah, I think, I think mostly it's like following the shoulds. I shouldn't, I, I should do this. I, everybody else feels that everybody's doing this and, and just like not actually listening to your own inter internal guidance and going at um, and doing the things that actually work for you. Just because someone else, like, breath work has changed their life and you do it and you don't feel something doesn't mean you have to force yourself to do that. Um, as someone else is really, really sad and you're feeling ready to move forward that day, doesn't mean you're never going to feel sad again. doesn't mean that you're dishonoring somebody's mind. Like, let yourself do that. Um, I think what we do is we put ourselves in a box of what we think healing needs to look like and we get into our head and we go like, we intellectualize it, we compare ourselves and that is also a trauma response. Um, but it's being unabashedly and unafraid to stand in what is going on for you and meeting yourself where you are every day and knowing that we hear this all the time but it's not linear it, you could have one great day and the next day you could be a complete mess like let yourself be all of those things like let yourself be the the, the myriad of experiences and feelings that you possess as a human being and don't attach to it but let it be and then be okay the more that you try and force yourself to move forward force yourself to be at a pace that's not reasonable um force yourself to kind of do the things you were doing before as if it didn't happen like it's it's gonna it's gonna you know make it harder so it's kind of more of like slowing down and like listening to what you need and feeling that out and um like zero judgment for whatever it is that you need yeah so well said oh my god so well said and then last couple questions what is one thing that you wish that people would focus more on like in general or like in terms of like like healing or yeah healing that they would actually feel better and becoming human as you say um oh man there's so many things i think just like 
when getting curious and like really just being in the sense of radical acceptance like i think those two things are really really um big in that sense um like learning how to just be with what is instead of trying to change or fix or it's just about improving improving your quality of life improving your happiness improving your wholeness um and knowing who you are yeah <laughs> i don't know a beautiful that's that no i think that was good i think that was good <laughs> so then is there anything else that you would like to add or like things that we didn't discuss, but you had in mind about healing or, you know, trauma, anything? Yeah, just, I mean, I think like this is really, I think everything that I said is pretty much touches on all the things, but it's just like, it's going to be like, a, like you're going to have your own timeline. Do not compare yourself. Like do not judge yourself. Um, every accept and invite in all of the thoughts and feelings and don't be afraid of them and also don't be afraid to put up boundaries and cocoon and do what you need to do to take care of yourself do not isolate you guys um i know that right now like many of us are feeling um really 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 overwhelmed and and angry and sad there's a lot of stuff going on um so please don't isolate yourself find your community uh oh you do that all the time mm -hmm. yeah you know, it's like, I do too. Like, I will not respond to text messages for weeks. And like, I will literally here and like, but sometimes you do need a little bit of that, but don't let yourself stay there because what really mm -hmm. doesn't find yourself that there's so much more life to live that, you know, we heal not just by sitting with our thoughts and feelings and our, the stuff that hurts, but genuinely going out there and seeking out joyous experiences and experiences that are going to make us feel happier and being in community and laughing and joy and all of that is really really good so we can hold space like learn how to hold space for both the pain and also the the pleasure and the good things that um you know make us who we are for the healing because they're both are equally important now don't feel guilty about doing things that make you happy so yeah and you know just do you hi from orlando hi yeah <laughs> i love yeah i love it, it, that was awesome also like, because we didn't talk about that that much like where do you find the joy and so on but i think that was important thing to also mention like no go for do something that actually does bring you joy and whatever works for you just go for it without the comparison of like this should be something else or i should have done that instead of this um so that was awesome I wonder if there's something else because I feel like I have so many questions, but at the same time, I do want to respect our like your time as well. I, 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 listen, I'm going outside to do gardening in a little bit, so yeah. like, that's for your any questions that you have. <laughs> yeah, like your happy place gardening. <laughs> Neither, you know. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so awesome because I do think like in sports we do have this little bit of a tough mentality still going on. It's changing but it's changing slowly and that's why i thought that this would be just such an awesome life to do at this point because we are suffering through something that we didn't expect and i know we're not the only team we are not the only club to go through something like this so i would just really want to thank you for finding the time and being here today and just you know sharing your wisdom oh yeah it's just 
where can people find you? What do you recommend if they want to learn more from you? Because I know, like, I'm just a volleyball coach for m- many of them. Like, let me tell you where to find me. Um, so usually, like, I I have a website, but I have to update it a little bit. But you can kind of scroll on there. It's ownTherapyCoaching.com. Like, a lot of stuff is up there. That's current. Um, but I would say, like, the most the place to actually like be and hang out with me is on social. So you can come follow me um on Instagram and Own Therapy Coaching, um, or on TikTok. I'm on both. I think I might do a TikTok live later where i just like i'm planting things and answering questions so coming out um so that's just probably the easiest way to find me i do one-on-one coaching works and that's a wrap for this episode of the aspiring high performers podcast i hope you found today's conversation as inspiring as i did and remember that achieving more doesn't have to come at the expense of your well-being or happiness anymore But before we part ways, I want to share two important things with you. One, if today's conversation resonated with you, maybe it reinforced the thought of what could be possible for you, then consider becoming part of the community. So please subscribe to the podcast and take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, seriously, and it helps me to continue bringing you the valuable content that you would like to hear more about. And then secondly, as we venture forward on this journey, I invite you to join my exclusive email list where I share the written versions of high performance nuggets that help you achieve more with less stress and worry, totally free. And you can join us through the link in the show notes and you will also find a community of like-minded individuals all driven by similar dreams and desires. As you will see if you join, for example, the virtual breathwork sessions or my monthly membership later on. So together we can make reaching that next level just a little bit easier when we are surrounded by support and shared aspirations. And lastly, thank you so, so much for tuning in and being a part of today's episode. Without you, I would not be here. So until next time, stay driven and go master the day because you might just be closer to your goals than you think.